This week, I had the pleasure of chopping it up with visual artist Jimmy Jenkins. We poly about Lego bricks, the levels to getting where you want to be, and how his commitment landed him at the Met Museum. Please subscribe to the Everybody Eats podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And never forget, Everybody Eats beat. I ain't eating. You ain't eating. What you mean you ain't eating? You ain't making this paper, man? Everybody Eats B. Honey's play me close like butter play toast. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And- How's it going? Everything is well, man. Everything is well. Everything is well. How's everything with you? I was trying to maintain, you know what I mean? Only way, <laughs> only way to do it. Nah, I definitely appreciate you and the work that you have been doing in the world. So we're going to hop right in. Okay. Um, You went to school in North Carolina, and then yes. you came to New York City. Yes. Talk to me about what that journey was like. Your, your major was art in North Carolina, correct? Yes. Yeah, talk to me about, like, why come to New York City? Why major in art? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to condense it down into uh, 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 a quick little, <laughs> a quick little I mean, story for you. I mean, you can drag it out, whatever. We got some time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know, I mean, um, first and foremost, I've been an uh, you know, artist all my life. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've always been in art i've been doing art since i can remember i mean uh i think i did my first painting when i was four years old so yeah so my first kind of like real painting in the sense that like my mom was like oh wow you know it was a dinosaur but (laughs) (laughs) and it's what's crazy is i I did it my mom called it uh she thought it was a turtle And uh, it, it was like devastating, but at the same time, I was like, oh, you man. You don't get the vision. You don't get the exactly. vision. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, but she was impressed. So, you know, they, they I think they actually still have that, that painting. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, um, grew up as a kid in a, in a, in a small town in, in North Carolina. It was like Northeast North Carolina. So it's actually on the border of Virginia. So, uh, like Norfolk and Hampton and Virginia beach, mm-hmm. uh, like that's like, that was like down the street, you know, down the road. So, uh, and so, uh, even though, you know, I spent, I spent a lot of time hanging out in Virginia and things like that, but I ended up going to, uh, going to college at North Carolina A&T, um, which is a HBCU yep. historical yeah, black A&T college. One time. Ag, absolutely, Aggie Pride. And if you don't know anything about Auntie, I mean, it is probably one of the most. It it was. I'll tell you this: the reason why I even went. To, my, my older sister. I'm the youngest out. I have three, uh, two sisters. There's mm-hmm. three of us. Mm-hmm. And um, my the the sister closer to me, she ended up going to Auntie, and I used to go visit her and. Like you, you know the you know the show um, a different world. Of course, classic. Yeah, of course, right. So, I would say, if you ever wanted to go to a you know, a college that was like that, mm-hmm. that that that's A and T all day long. Like, Copy. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy like that. So when I went to, when I would go to visit her, I'm like, oh my god, like like this is it, like mm-hmm. this is where I want to go. So, ended up going to A and T. 
it's funny because I I started at A and T as a science major and with um, pre med. Wow. So I was exactly right. Yeah. So like you know, because I've I've always been like a kid at heart. I, I've always liked to you know have fun and and and, and so I had. I had a, a a notion to be a pediatrician, mm. so I so I work with kids, and you know, and I just start, you know, as a kid, you just think, you know, I need to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, that's yeah. always kind of like the thing people say, be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a you know, dentist and things like that. Yeah. So what's what's funny is my older sister is a dentist, and my the sister closest to me is a lawyer. Wow, look at that. So so <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I, I'm going to be the doctor thing, you know. Mm. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to be a pediatrician. And the crazy thing is, so I get an A&T, and the first semester, I'm like, you know, they like hitting me up with all these labs and, and all these things. I'm like, it's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love science. Like, I, you know, that's another thing. I, I really love science. Mm-hmm. But the passion wasn't there mm-hmm. for me to, to be successful in trying to become a pediatrician. Like, like in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I like science. I like, you know, working with kids and things like that. But I'm not at that. This is just not in my heart and at, at, at the core of who I am. And I'm an artist, so you know, I've always been doing art. And even in high school, you know, I was winning competitions and things like that. So I, I flipped and and I changed my my major after the first semester. And I uh, started majoring art design, art and design. Got it. So that's that's what I got my bachelor's in is in art and design, and um, graduated with that. Mm-hmm. And from there, I actually moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. And down there, I um, connected with a, you know, I really I immediately kind of got immersed in the in the art scene down there. It wasn't a real big art scene, so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool because everybody basically knew everybody you know? yeah. so we, everybody knew everybody so so um <clears throat> i uh started a band because i'm also, I'm also into, into music like I, I mean i do a lot of things i'm into music and fashion yeah. and all that jimmy like give so, me the uh, whole spectrum of art creation yeah that's me yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so yeah so it's 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 crazy so so I guess so. I need to back up a little bit because I was doing, doing um, uh, uh, fashion in high school, mm-hmm. where I would airbrush because I used to airbrush. So I used to airbrush oh. all my all my friends' clothes in high school. Yep, shout out to that. So, Sounds about right. Sounds oh about yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was you know hooking up the jeans and the the overalls and that whole thing. You know back when that when that was like. The thing to do, mm-hmm. when that, you know, it was hit on that was in the nineties, so it was all about you know the airbrushing and everything. So I was doing that, and um, and then uh, 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 you know I used to take it's it's funny I used to take like polo shirts and like uh, Lacoste and you know things like that, and I would deconstruct them and take them apart, and then like make other things out of them using the um you know the parts that had the logo on it mm. so, so so it would look like you had a pole like we should i don't know if you remember these things but or, or 
even know about these things. These things called skull caps. Yeah, yeah, skull caps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I used to take yeah I used to take polo shirts and cut up the polo shirts and make skull caps out of them and have the part that had the horse in the front of the cap. So. Wow. It looked it looked like you had a polo skull cap. I mean, I, it obvious, you know, it's crazy because obviously polo didn't make skull caps, but yep. people were like, "Oh man, like that's crazy!" And I would, you know, sell it to my friends at school yep. and make them for everybody or whatever. And so that kind of like, you know, so when I ended up going to college and I switched my major, I continued that. So I I, I actually created a t-shirt line when I was in college with my friends, and uh, it was five of us. Mm. We lived in a three-bedroom apartment. And um, <laughs> so we used to, it's a dream, right? Yeah, exactly. So we um, used to make T-shirts. My best friend, his dad is an artist. His dad was actually my art teacher in middle school. Oh, wow. And he had, yeah, yeah, he had, um, he had his, he has his own business in our hometown and he used to make T-shirts. So when we were in college, what I would do is I would draw up designs and give them to my best friend. And he would take it to his father, and his father would print them up for us back home. And then we would come back to school with the T-shirt. Yep. And we would, like, you know, put them out like that. So it was... Hustling for wear them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we would wear them and, and um, you know, do that whole thing. And <clears throat> it was crazy because, um, you know, I was really, like, trying to, like, start my own clothing line and everything. And, and you know, hindsight, I wish I would have went full speed ahead but at the same time you know not to you know that to, just to keep it real i was also kind of doing my thing in college and kind of wilding out and like hanging out and mm-hmm. things like that so it was like i was doing it and that is people were like feeling it but i was i was not focused enough because i was dipping and dabbing and a lot of other stuff and doing things or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like one of those things where I look back on them like, man, like that was pre-social media, yeah. pre-all of that. Yeah. So if I would have, you know, actually gone hard and focused, I probably, you know, who knows what would have what would have happened because I would have been on the ground floor of a lot of things that ultimately ended up, you know, becoming huge. Like, yeah. yeah, like streetwear at the yeah. time. So. So, um, but anyway, you know, everything happens for a reason. Always. But, so yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, uh, so I graduated. Uh, so also, while I was in school, mm-hmm. I started a band in college. Yep. It was a hip-hop, it was a hip-hop band. Dope. And, and uh, one of my roommates, that one of the five guys, he started it with me. He was a drummer. Mm-hmm. And we, like, found some old drums. And, you know, we started kind of put together a, a crew, whatever. And we, like, put out ads. And we would go to, like, music uh, music stores and put up ads and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we eventually ended up getting a band together. And the funny thing is, I mean, we had keyboards. We had was drums. Serious. Yeah, I had the whole enchilada. The whole enchilada, like... And this is, keep in mind, this is back in the 90s, mm-hmm. this is late 90s, so this is like Roots yep. is like just popping off, you yep. know what I mean? There, there aren't any real huge hip-hop bands or anything like that other than the Roots, mm-hmm. and they're, they're just kind of like blowing up, yeah. you know, on, on that level. So, um, and, you know, I'm a huge Roots fan and everything, so I'm oh, like, right. yo, man, right. let's, put it, let's put it together. 
And, you know, we're going to be like, we're going to be like tribe mm-hmm. slash yep. roots slash like uh, 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 hieroglyphics slash, you know, we're like, you know, all our <laughs> influences, we're going to all these guys. But then we're going to have like a rock, like a crazy rock twist to it mm. so, so that that can separate us a little bit from, you know, being just a total hip hop band. Yep, yep. So, um, so we had like that's why we had keyboards and like synthesizers and all of that, and then we you know had guitars. And I I, I I didn't know how to play a guitar, but I went and bought a guitar and then taught myself how to play like power chords. You know, like nothing real intricate or complicated, but like just like power chords. Mm-hmm. You know, just playing hard power chords. And um, so the funny thing is, so we put together this band, right? We would go practice. About twice, three times a week. We never played out anywhere. Good job. <laughs> Y'all copied. You said keyboards and synthesizers and all this stuff for your own entertainment. Good for job. For our own entertainment. It was crazy. So, needless to say, the band broke up. Mm-hmm. We graduated. And when I moved down to Jacksonville and then started linking up with people down there, I, um, I uh, uh, I thought I thought you know I was like you know what I must try try again mm-hmm. with the whole band thing. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I ended up crazy. I ended up meeting up with this this girl. I met this girl in the, in a store. Uh, it was like the only at the time Jacksonville had two hip hop kind of flavor stores. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was this one store called like Mr. Rags. Right, and I and I went to the store, and the the girl who was working was at the store. She was like, "Ah, oh, yo, I I've never seen you before. You are you new right here?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I just moved here. Like, what's to do around here?" She was like, "Yeah, you know, well, you know, there's not much to do, but you can um, I can invite you to this party that my boss, the manager of the store, was having like the next day. She's like, I'm gonna invite you to this party. I'm like, all right." So I go to the party. At this time, I'm like, you know, I had long dreads mm-hmm. that was like down down to my shoulders and everything. So I'm like, yeah, all right. So I go to this party, and her brother is at this party, and he's like, we're like sitting on the couch, or whatever, and you know, I'm talking to him and like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to start a band. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You, you know anybody who playing instruments? He's like, yeah. I'm like, who? He's like, me. Thank I'm you, like, bro. okay, what, what you play? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, what you play? He's like, I play the bass. I'm mm. like, all right. So I was like, I play guitar, but I, you know, I play like power chords and whatever. He's like, oh yeah, that's all good. He's like, I'm, I, I used to be in a punk band. Mm. So I'm like, that's what's up. Yep. I'm like, so yo, we gonna make a, yeah, we gonna make a hip hop punk band. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, let's do it. So, so he, um, so we, we, it's just, <laughs> it's funny to get. For the longest time, it was just him and I. Mm-hmm. Like I was the vocalist, and he was—he just had a bass guitar. Mm. So we started, you know, putting up flyers and all of that around town. And then we eventually got a drummer, and then we eventually got a uh, another guitarist. Mm-hmm. And and so I decided to stop playing guitar because the guy that we we ended up getting, he was like a sick, real one, just legit was, one. like crazy, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so he we were like, "Yo, yeah, you go, you let's do it." So. We ended up um, forming this band, and it was crazy. We, like, were official. We played out at shows, and 
we were going around. We even had our songs played on the radio down in Jacksonville. Wow. And um, it was becoming a, a like a serious situation. It was crazy because at the time, now, the time, I had like five jobs. It's crazy. I was I was working at Hot Topic. You know Hot Topic, yep. the store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was working at Hot Topic. I was um, substitute teaching. So I started substitute teaching. And then I started doing art programs after school at, at schools mm-hmm. down there. So it was crazy. And then we would play in the band all night. You know what I mean? So we would be out playing. I would come in at about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, pass out for like an hour, two hours, wake up, shower, go teach all day, and then go to an after-school program and then come home and then do the same thing all over again. I hook up with everybody. We would get our instruments, go play out. So it was like this crazy, like just crazy situation for two years. I mean, I was like burning my candle at both ends, yes. and like burning me out. <laughs> but it was probably one of the best times of my life. Mm. You know, I met a lot of cool people. Yeah. We almost got signed. You remember the group Limp Biscuit? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So Limp Biscuit is from Jacksonville. And they, yeah, yeah, they from Jacksonville. So the people that I were, in, I was in the band with, they actually knew the guys from Limp Biscuit. Mm. Like, uh, 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 so we had a manager who knew them, and so um, we were supposed to do a showcase for Fred Durst, yep. the, the lead singer, yep. and, and yep. Limp Biscuit. So that we could try to get signed. We actually played a show. We were the opening act for. Um, a band that he had just signed. Mm. So so it was crazy. So like, we were on the verge of like, on some like real tips. So we, we were like, you know, excited about this whole thing. So the crazy thing is, I'm still trying to do my art. Mm. I'm doing this whole thing. And our drummer, who was also an actor <laughs> down there, and he would do commercials and stuff in Jacksonville. Wow. He leaves the band to move to, LA so that he could really take on acting exactly. full time. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I'm like, we're we're all like, what? It was crazy. Pop off and you trying to go pursue your acting dream. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny is so here's what's crazy about this. So so I'm I was the only I didn't I didn't I didn't include it. So I was the only I was the only black guy in the whole band. And here we are. <laughs> Got it. Context matters. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so exactly. So it was all white band, mm-hmm. and then there was me. Mm-hmm. And then I had, like, the long dreadlocks yep. or whatever. And so we all kind of had this look. But our drummer, he was kind of like um, Abercrombie Fitch mm-hmm. kind of dude, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's how kind of how he looked and his style and everything. So he was always kind of... Because uh, even though, you know, I was the only black guy in the band, the other guys were into, like, hip-hop and, like, um, kind of grungy kind of style, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, besides our skin color, we kind of looked like we were a unit other than our drummer because yeah. our drummer would come and he was, like, dressed like... Uh, exactly. Yep. He was, like, Hollister yep. type of uh, guy. So, but he was sick on the drums. Mm-hmm. Like, his drumming was crazy. So... So, so when he decided to leave, it was like, it wasn't that much of a surprise, but at the same time, we were like, oh, man, like, this is crazy. So 
try to find another drummer, never could find another drummer who could play as nice as as the drummer that we had. Yeah. So um, the band fell apart. <laughs> the band yeah. fell apart. I know it's crazy, but the band fell apart. And uh, meanwhile, in the in the last stages, I'm plotting for New York mm-hmm. because in my mind, I'm like. That's really where my dream is, mm. is New York. Mm. Now, I'm from North Carolina originally, but my mom, and my mom, grew, um, as a child, grew up in North Carolina, but all her side of the family moved to New York. Yep. So, like Brooklyn. To me. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So, Brooklyn, everybody lives in Brooklyn. So, Brooklyn has always been kind of like the second home mm-hmm. kind of deal as far as like we would go. You know, even as a kid, we would come on vacation to Brooklyn because my mom's sister and her yep. brother and everybody lived here. Yep. So, you know, even now, like, I live five, six minutes from my aunt. Like, I can walk to my aunt's house and um, that whole deal. So, so I, you know, the whole time I'm like, man, I'm moving to New York. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and exactly, it's not a coup because my I told everybody or whatever, and um, I ended up, trying to uh i didn't have a job so i was sending resumes up here to the city mm-hmm. to, to to get a job so that i would have you know money coming in or whatever i had actually applied to um, uh the Kiro bookstore uh dr green's bookstore she's a uh, talib Kwali's mom mm-hmm. and and she uh they, they just they didn't mind me a few times i kept i kept uh uh, uh applying or whatever and uh, you know, just various art outlets or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And um, I could I didn't I didn't get anything. So, mm-hmm. but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. So I like saved up my money, and then I moved, and I rented a room in Harlem. Mm-hmm. I moved to Harlem and rented a room in Harlem, and I just went on job interviews almost every day. Mm-hmm. I would just get up in the morning. I bought two suits. I have a blue suit and a brown yes. suit. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> blue and black suits, yep. <laughs> I didn't even have a black suit. I had a blue one and a like a like a brown kind of like a uh, like a dark brown suit, right? Mm-hmm. It was a dark blue suit and a dark brown suit. Mm-hmm. And I would like just flip flop those suits every day, right? And wear them, go to job interviews, or whatever, just so I could just get some kind of money coming in. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a, a job as an assistant to an art buyer, mm-hmm. and. You know, that was a, it was a terrible job. It was like slave labor. I was running around the city and things like that. But at the same time, it it was also awesome in the sense that I met a whole lot of people doing that. You know, mm. like having, having to go to different places or whatever and, and, and go to galleries and things like that. So, um, you know, just coming, in, just coming in contact with a whole lot of people. And so eventually, um, I ended up getting a job at Mecca Evers College mm-hmm. as an assistant mm-hmm. in the president's office. Wow. <laughs> so, so this is what's so crazy. So, so I was, uh, you know, I didn't even, I forgot to mention this. I, you know, I was substitute teaching in, in Jacksonville, but I eventually became a high school teacher Got it. in okay. Jacksonville. So I eventually became a high school teacher. So I was always in the realm of education. Mm-hmm. So... When I applied for the job at Mecca, uh, you know, I, I decided, you know, well, I have a lot of background in, in education, so what I'm going to do is go and and um, okay, you know, see if I can get a job. So yeah. I ended up getting a job, and 
I was basically like a secretary. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it was crazy because this is like this is like 2002. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and at Mega at the time they didn't have they were they were doing emails, mm-hmm. but they weren't like. <laughs> it's so crazy how like time lies and like how how things just advance. But but at the time they were slow on the whole just internet thing mm. and like and you know they were still sending mail to them. like if you wanted to reach out to somebody in a, in the next office they were still doing like written mail. Wow. And like passing it to like the in and out boxes of people's desks wow. and things like that. Yeah, it was crazy. And I I just remember coming into the office. And I was like, yo, that like that's crazy. Like this is like like way old school. So like I have to wait until somebody brings me the mail instead of just emailing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So so then they started to get on this whole email thing. And it was, I remember just them saying, man, like this is crazy. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. So. You know, because I was into art, oh, you know, you know, I it's just seemed like I'm like flipping past. But so I was also back in Jacksonville. I also got back in school. Mm-hmm. So I was so I actually in, in, enrolled in the University of North Florida mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Got it. And and uh, what's crazy is Chop also Chop and I was in the same ph- photography class. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, so we both, you know, and, and let me tell you, you know, we, and, nah, I mean, that's a whole other story about her and I in that class. Like, <laughs> I'm it was sure crazy. that was valid. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild, that class. But, uh, and I also did, uh, I took graphic design classes mm, there, too. Got it, got so, it. So now I'm, like, learning how to do graphic design yep. and motion graphic and stuff like that. And this is, like, before, again, this is, like, early in that, industry yeah. you know what i mean so people weren't really messing with graphic design and mm-hmm. like motion graphics and stuff like that because a lot of schools didn't even have the, sure. the, the equipment yeah yeah. They, uh, yeah and didn't even have the programs at the school right so when i got to mega they had no clue about it mm. you know so i was in the in the president's office i'm like hey you know um you know these posters, like I would see their promotional stuff, and I'm like, nah, "Yo, it's just, it's just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, everything is like clip art mm. and everything. I'm like, "Yo, nah. like we should customize this stuff for the school. Like, yeah. let's not use like some clip art generic school thing. Like, we could like take the logo of the school and blah blah blah, and do mm. some watermarks and blah. So you know, they didn't know how to do that, but. I did, and I told the president, and I'm like, if you get me Photoshop and Illustrator and upload it on his computer, I can do it. Yeah. And he was like, all right. So they did it. And so I was in the president's office doing that. Like, So so um, I was like, so I, I would do a mock-ups. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, so this is how your stationery can look. And mm-hmm. This is blah, blah, blah. So, so they were like, man, you know, okay, like this looks really nice. We want everything that comes out of the president's office as promotional things. I want we want you to design it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, we're gonna make a special. We're gonna create a position for you. Mm. So they made a position called the special assistant to the president for graphic design. And here we are. And, 
And he, exactly. So I'm like, that's crazy. Okay. So they made, you know, gave me my own office. Wow. I got like business up. cards. Came Yo, up. I came up. <laughs> I came up. It was, you know, what was so crazy is every people were like, who is like what? Like what is what is that all about? Like <laughs> how did they just make a position for this dude? Like who is this dude? Yeah. He was like the secretary, and then he like had his own office and and doing these things. So. But, you know, it wasn't, it's just that no one knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And nobody, you know, I was fresh out of that, those classes, and, and you know, in, in that, so I could, I knew how to do it. So it was, uh, so, you know, I ended up doing that, and they made me um, assistant to this, this program that they were doing called, they had started up this program called uh, the Presidential Election Series. Mm-hmm where this guy used to go around and he would get different people, you know, important people in the world to come to the school to do a lecture and talk to the students. And so it was, yeah, it was a really dope program. And the thing is, my, the president wanted to, he wanted it to look nice. He was like, I want this thing to be like, like a presidential lecture series. I want people outside of the community to know about it because we can, you know, get people to come from outside of the community. Yeah. It just doesn't have to be in the school and yeah. that. So we need, we need like posters to look like next level. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, I could do that. So I did it for him. And, um, it, you know, it became a big thing. I mean, like I was like meeting, you know, all kinds of people, you know, from Miley, Miley ever, Evers, mm. Becker's wife to, you know, um, uh, 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 um, Betty Shabazz, wow. uh, you know Danny Glover, Bill Cosby. I know, I know Bill Cosby got bad rap now, but yeah, at the time, you know Bill Cosby and all of that. So it was kind of crazy. And when he got fired, there was nobody to take over the president's election series. But I was the assistant, and so the president was like, "Yo, no, go take care of that. You <laughs> take care of that." He's like, "Take care of that," and I'm like, "Oh man," he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make you the director." And you're going to be the director now, and then you're going to do, you're going to take care of everything. And I'm like, well, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So, so you know, it was crazy because they then, so then I had like two positions at the school. I was doing the, you know, I was still the president, the special assistant to the president for graphic design, but I was also the director of the presidential lecture series. Mm. And so it was crazy because then I got an extra check, mm-hmm. and it was like, I'm like, oh, man, like, this is why. And then people... Started to see me around school. I was like, yo, this dude, okay. So it, you know, it was hard work though. I, yeah, I had to sure. tell you, it was it was crazy because I didn't. They never. What's funny was I was an assistant to that dude, but then when I became the director, they never gave me an assistant. Mm. So, so <laughs> I did it was everything. all you. No it support. was all me. Yeah. No support. I was doing the promotions. I was calling the people. I was. I even picked people up from the from the uh, airport. Mm-hmm. I used to, you know, I would set the stage up and all these things. But uh, it was an awesome experience. It was hard work, but it was awesome experience. And shout out to to Dr. Jackson, that was the president of Becker at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave me all these opportunities. I mean, this man, like, basically, he he provided. You provided a life for me to even be where I am now because all those things were like amazing and and it just it just gave me so much experience mm-hmm. and and um and, and and so so uh 
when he ended up leaving, because he actually ended up leaving that school and, and going to another school, mm-hmm. they ended the the new pre- president that came in, Mega. He ended the presidential election series, Copy. which was crazy. Copy. Yeah, it was all good because I um I got a lot of experience and I was still doing my art. It allowed me to to now dabble into the like the digital world of art mm-hmm. and on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and so before he left, it was crazy. Was before he left, a position opened up in the art department. Yeah. So let's, the let's president told me to the left. <laughs> exactly. So he president pulled me to the side. He's like, "Yo, we need a new, we need a new faculty member in the, in the art department. Like you've been doing like crazy stuff here, and like I feel like we need your, you know." He was like, "We need your energy and your mm-hmm. youth." In, in the department. Yeah. So it, what was funny is I didn't want to do it at first because I was, I was nervous about mm-hmm. doing it because I'm like, you know, I taught high school and all that, but I'm like, man, college. Like, and now at the time, I was like 24. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like 20, 24, 20, about 24 years old. So, you know, I'm not that much older than the, than the, the students. students yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh man, like I don't even know. They might not even respect me. They they gonna be like, who is coming in? You know, whatever. But he said, no, nah, Jimmy, I think you could do it. So I ended up doing it, and I'm telling you, it was probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Mm. I um, I I uh, I like just jump right in head first, yeah. and you know, it, it, I, I I it clicked. You know, I enjoyed it and. It put me in a whole different space because yeah. then I was, um, I was, uh, uh, you know, it's art history. Mm. So now I'm doing world art history. Now, meanwhile, right now I'm not a full time dude. I'm doing like it's like an adjunct. Yep, yep. So, um, but I'm also in school. I I, uh, I ended up enrolling for my to finish my master's mm-hmm. from from the University of Florida. I I picked back up. At Brooklyn College. Got it. Got it. Shout out to so, you. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, which was awesome being in another CUNY school. You know, if you work at a CUNY school, you can go to another CUNY school and they'll pay for your classes. Yep. Yeah. So that's what I. That's why I ended up doing it like that. Yeah. And it took a long time because they don't pay your whole. They only pay um six credits. Got it. So. So you gotta do like six that's, credits at a time. Yeah, six credit at a time because I wasn't gonna try to. I didn't have money to pay out my pocket, yeah. so it was it, it, it was a longer road, but it, you know it's all worth it because I don't owe them a penny now. How did you go from now you are art professor legit? Yes. To yes. your exhibition at the Met, utilizing <laughs> luxury brands and Lego bricks, exploring, <laughs> you know, exploring yep. and having a conversation around value. Yeah, tell you, look, I tell you it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe me, I say, yeah, it's a long journey. Like I, I would say, you know, all of these things have always been a part of my journey. Mm-hmm. It's just that a lot of things are put on the back burners until the opportunity comes. Right. Yep. I dig it. You know what I mean? And then I and then I I I I, I, I pull it out. So, you know, doing all of this, starting to teach, you know, it put me in spaces where I would meet people mm-hmm. that would then open up a door for something. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So 
I ended up I I ended up working with people who told me about um you know uh, uh Bombay mm-hmm. artisans sapphire Bombay sapphire artisan series yep. and and that whole thing and, and rush philanthropics yep. and all that so I got Danny involved exactly Danny Simmons I'm, I before I knew him knew him like I would see him at events for McGavers College yep. so that's kind of how I kind of got into that fold and then I found out about the things that he's doing mm-hmm. and so I became you know I um so it's just it's just like so anyway I I had a dream I I kind of fast forward this all the way to kind of bring it to more where I am now. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream one night, right? Mm-hmm. I had a dream about building a Louis Vuitton luggage set out of Lego. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, legit dream kind of crazy thing. And I'm like, okay. So I wake up the next morning and I tell my wife, mm-hmm. which I just skipped over that whole part. Like just to throw this in there, I, you need to know that eating my wife was also one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Like Sounds this, this woman, right. she, yep. yo, she, <laughs> I call her my cosmic queen mm. because she's like definitely from the stars, mm. and like she, she's also a dope artist. She's a fashion designer, dope. and um, she is uh, 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 you know, she changed my life. Mm. I mean, she just totally changed my life, and, and you know, she giving me three beautiful kids, mm. which is which is like. The, the, the you know the breath the, the breath in me you know what I mean like so <clears throat> anyway so I wake up in the morning I tell her about it and she's like okay yeah <laughs> I'm like yo Legos man it's all about Legos I'm gonna build I'm gonna build a, a Louis Vuitton luggage set like mm. you know like the set set that you stack and she's like yeah okay and I'm <laughs> like yeah that. yeah <laughs> and, exactly she's like okay whatever you know. She's not really taking me that serious, but at the same time, what's dope about her? She never crushes any kind of dream or any kind of thing. Like I'm, a, I'm a random. I can be random. I'm and I'm all over the place. Like I'm, I, mean, I can't help it. I'm an artist. You know, I talk about a lot of things. I, I do a lot of stuff, and not once has she ever been like, "Yo, like, huh?" Yeah. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? So she's always been like supportive. So the funny thing is, so I never, just, I just start buying Legos, mm-hmm. right? And um, and this is pre any kind of competition or any kind of anything. I'm just gonna. I just felt like I needed to build this, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so I build this thing, and I'm showing her, and she's watching me as I build it. This thing takes me a year to build. Wow. And so you're yeah. doing this without a program. It's just like without a program. Sketching yeah, it out without... and copying bricks. Yeah. Yeah. No. No program. No. I've never made a, I've never made anything like this before. Mm. I'm just sitting at a table, looking at it, and like figuring configuring, <laughs> yeah, figuring it out, right? And um, it takes me a year because of that. Number one, number two, Legos. People don't realize Legos are expensive. Hella you know, expensive. Try, yo, like they're the expensive. Most. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm like getting a paycheck, and then I buy a little bit more. Yeah. I get another paycheck, and then I buy a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yep. So. And then, you know, I, I want everything to be legit Lego. I want everything to be authentic. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, buy Lego parts and then paint them yep. to fit whatever color I needed yeah. or try to buy stuff and manipulate it. I was like, yo, what's going to be dope is 
they're all standard Lego parts yeah. that you can just buy. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so that's another reason why it took so long. So it, I'm down at the end of almost completing it, and I get an email about the Bombay Sapphire Artisan series. I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna enter this thing in there. Yeah. So that's how I. That's what happened. So I ended in a, I entered it, and I won first place in the regionals. Dope. And it was crazy. And I'm like, yo, so. When you win that, you go to Miami, mm-hmm. Scope Miami, to Art Basel yep. Art Week. Yep. And I go down there, and I win first place down there. Oh. So I'm like, yo, like, it's crazy. So when you win first place down, down, because that's the finale. Yeah. So winning first place in the finale gave me my own solo show mm. at a loose, uh, at loose gallery yep. here oh, in New York City. Yep. Yeah, so that's how I ended up getting that show. So at that time, I only had the Louis Vuitton luggage set. Yeah. So all of the other stuff that was in that show, I made all of that stuff in five months. Wow. <laughs> exactly. It was crazy. I mean, wow. here, keep this in my mind. Here's what's crazy. I did that in five months. Meanwhile, I mean, we got kids. Whole you know, kids, whole children, kid, multiple exactly, children. <laughs> exactly. Whole family. So, <laughs> exactly. So it's been it's been crazy and um so you know I did that and and I um a guy who worked at the Met went to my show mm. and this dude his name is Devon Devon he works at, at the Met and he has his own brand called Fly Genius got it and he's like yo so he approaches me. At the show, he's like, yo, man, yo, your stuff is dope. It's crazy. I haven't seen anything like this before. And so my whole thing, here's what's crazy about the show, though. Like, the show was actually supposed to be more than what I actually presented, but I just time-wise, I wasn't able to finish everything. Yeah. And, like, I had this whole thing on Afrofuturism. Mm. Like, that's what, that's what my show yeah. was really about because I'm really into, like, sci-fi and afrofuturism and animation and all of that right Mm -hmm. so i was like you know that's the reason why i actually ended up doing the bags out of lego after i won with the louis vuitton because i was like yo i know what this means this is about value so i was like i'm gonna make something luxury out of something that's not luxury yeah yeah you know what i mean and so it's, it's it's speaking on also like the, the accessibility of mm-hmm. luxury, because you know people like you know we were all about Gucci and, and all those things, right? Yep, yep. And I'm like, you know, well, what what's our future about? Mm-hmm. Like, how can we how can I tap into how our future should be and how I what we should be striving for? And I'm like, well, what if all of those brands were accessible for everybody, yeah. but but through a almost like a, a like a futuristic kind of lifestyle so i initially was going to have my exhibit be a whole thing where like what if you had a louis vuitton luggage set made out of a brick that you know like lego and you had your stuff in it but then when you got to your location you could take your clothes and stuff out of your bag and then those bricks just broke down and and then it could form into something else. Yeah. So so like let's say wherever I'm going, then I take all my stuff out. They, the the luggage the luggage breaks down and then turns into a bed mm-hmm. or turns into a chair mm-hmm. 
or something like that. So my exhibit was going to actually have the bag. I was going to have one part of the exhibit where the bags were breaking down, mm-hmm. and then they were going to be suspended in the air with little strings to make it look like that the bag is actually moving through the air, and then I was going to have the Legos forming a chair on on another side. So you actually would walk under the arch of the Legos going across the air mm-hmm. and then forming into a chair. So it was a whole thing. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah. so, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, uh, it, 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 having that and then also tapping into my Afrofuturism where, you know, especially in the, how, you know, this has always been the case, but a lot of people are kind of being, um, uh, uh, having a light shine on it now as far as like racism mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, the administration that we have in the White House and how, you know, people of color are constantly targeted and we have a target on our back mm-hmm. and how, you know, it, it, you know, as far as the worth and the value of the person of color mm-hmm. is, is, is not, um, held at the level that it's supposed to and the people because people are ignorant to what it is mm-hmm. as far as or who we are in this world you know and and being the original people of this world mm-hmm. like you know it, there's a whole level of people of color as far as every continent us being original people and yeah. and and the contributions that we have uh created in this world and and, and um and the, the, the cosmic connection we have with the universe mm-hmm. and all those things that I was also going to try to tap into, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. So I, I kind of like reduced everything to what I did and how I, how I presented my show. Now, hopefully in the future, I'll be able, to, be able to put myself in a situation where I can actually really pull together my, my, my whole story. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I ended up putting that show together and I'm also, I love pop culture. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason why those luxury bags are, are, are why I use the luxury bags. And also I kind of flip different logos like the Coca-Cola logo. Yeah. And then I, I took the Miller, uh, Miller High Life and made it Melanin Hype Life. Because mm-hmm. that's also part of trying to, you know, tap into people of color and, and speak on, on our worth and celebrating us as a people. And, um... So yeah, so that's how I ended up at the Met. So he said, "Yo, let's let's do something." It fell right into place because the the Met has this uh, employee sponsored show, and what's crazy is I think that only happens like every two years. Wow! And so, and so, and it was happening in two weeks. Yeah, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So. I ended up to get up in there. I mean, that was a dream come true. It was crazy because I'm like in the Met, like, yeah. and and that party and that uh that sh- the, the opening ceremony for that yeah. reception for that thing was crazy. crazy. I can imagine. It was crazy. It was like it was it was like a dream. I can imagine. So you know, I met a lot of dope people through that, and Yo. it's it's a crazy <laughs> ride. It's been a crazy ride. Yo. And, um, we could but do this it, all day. But I'm like, let me ask you these questions real quick that we need the okay. people to get. But yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, 
what have you been eating specifically to sustain you throughout this whole process? Because you can't be eating, like, chips and, and like, Twizzlers. Or you can't. No, no. Like, what are you eating to sustain you throughout this whole process? Yo, I, I'll say this, you know, um, you know, my wife, the beautiful cosmic queen, she was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So that's been a crazy thing that's happened because, you know, I mean, my wife, I mean, you know, in her 30s, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so that's crazy. And so we're, we're going through the process right now. She's been, um, she's, she's going through chemo and everything like that. And, and, and we're trying to take care of those things, but that opened my eyes to, um, you know, health and, 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 trying to sustain your body in a way where you want to be here as long as you can and start to think of, think of yourself as, um, you know, just trying to just be better about my eating and, and things like that. So for a long time, you know, I used to, I used to be heavy on sodas and stuff like that, but now I drink, I drink a lot of water. Mm. You know, I get up in the morning and I just guzzle two glasses of water just straight off. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, because I, I'm, I try to get in eight glasses every day, mm. so um, uh, uh, so I, 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 it's been I've been I'm heavy on water, mm-hmm. salads, mm. you know, spinach. Yep. So I'm I'm, I'm big on spinach, uh, tomatoes, um, onions. Mm. Uh, I'm a chicken guy, mm-hmm. you know, um, do a lot of baked chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like my that's go-to it. That's stuff. That's a wrap. Hey, yeah, cool. that's my go-to stuff, yeah. Cool, cool. Got it, got it, got it. And just around, like, you spoke about, like, collaboration. And so, you know, Everybody Eats, the podcast was from, you know, Paid in Full, classic movie. Shout out to Dame Dash and all of the characters in Paid in Full. But Ace, oh, yeah. um, whose real name is AZ, you know. People he get shot that, every day, B. People get shot every day, B. LOL. <laughs> but he also says, you know, everybody eats, B. Um, so yeah. thinking about team in a very particular way, who is your favorite dream team or crew? I know you mentioned, like, a different world earlier. And it could be, like, from whatever genre. Like, mine's is, like, the kids from Recess, Def Jam in 98, and, like, Chicago Bulls. Okay. That's that's dope. I, you, got a dope you got a dope pick. Okay. Um, I would say... Um, I would say... Um, um, Tribe Call Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I would say Native Tongue. Mm. The Native Tongue crew. Um... You know what? I'm gonna stick with native tongues. I just say say native tongues right now. Got it, got it, got it. Dope, yeah. dope, dope, dope. Um, and you know, in light that we believe teamwork makes the dream work all the time. Who are like two people that you know that you think we should have on this Everybody Eats podcast joint? Have you have you um have you talked to Chop? I have not talked to Chop. Writing Chop's would, name down here. I I would I would reach out to her. She's She's a dope individual and an interesting spirit. Um, so yeah, I would definitely reach out to her. Uh, she's she's also 
you know, I know that ultimately this is like a, a culinary um, type of situation. Yeah. She's always, I will say, she, she's always been in 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 uh, the culinary world as far as like foods and mm-hmm. how to eat different foods. Her dad, it was a guy named, not was, but he is a guy named um, um, Mr. Natural. Yeah, she had a business in Jacksonville called Mr. Natural. Wow. Yeah, that yes. adds up for Chop's whole life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weird, yeah, so so she she's always been on that shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I would definitely say reach out to her. And, and what are three major keys that you want to leave folks with? Three major keys. Mm-hmm. Um love. Love. I mean, love is most powerful force in the universe. Mm. Um, and I'm not just talking about like love, like I love you, yeah. but love is like so bigger than that. It, 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 it really, it's almost hard to explain, but it's, it is, it is really something that, um, if people truly embrace, mm-hmm. even when you are, not in agreement, not in agreement with something, but you allow love into your spirit when you're thinking about those things. It will, it will allow you. It will. I, I truly believe that it will change the world. Mm. And I know that sounds cliche, but it, you know, it, it's it's a powerful, powerful force. Mm. Um, so love, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, knowledge. Mm knowledge uh i'm a i'm a i i I always like try to describe myself as a lifelong seeker of knowledge and lifelong learner so you never you never know enough yeah and that the more you learn the more you learn you don't know anything so (laughs) (laughs) absolutely constantly um constantly try to try to search for things that you don't know about and even you know learning about something again doesn't mean you have to condone whatever it is that you're learning about mm. but the, because i think that sometimes that scares people off about learning about something it just means that now you're no longer ignorant to mm. it and when you're no longer ignorant to something it allows you to make informed and intelligent decisions mm. about things you know um, i think ignorance is plague of our life Mm. you know um and causes the most pain and hardship across the board in anything uh because you know that that permeates into like scared of change Mm. and scared scared of many things so and fear basically um so that's number two and number three i'm a spiritual dude so i i I, at the end of the day i I believe that we are all part of god Mm. and and God is not something that, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I would say alternative kind of mind state when it comes to that, because, you know, um, you know, I, I believe that the universe is God. Mm. So we are actually part of him. And when you, when you hear people say, you know, you're, made in God's image, I believe that that's what that means. That's what I feel when I, when I think about that. And, and I think that because of that, if you tap into that, if you know that you are part of 
something as powerful as God, mm-hmm. that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you meditate, yoga, prayer, whatever those things are, whatever the thing that you do, if you calm your spirit, you'll be able to hear the universe and God speak to you. And the universe wants to flow. So if you can tap into that flow, that you'll see how amazing you are. You know what I mean? And and, and understand when somebody say you're a star child, mm. like what that even means, because you're part of this universe. So <clears throat> I'm, that's what I would say. I would say, God, you know, uh, you know, keep, keep God in your, in your life or, you know, um, believe in, 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 in something, I would mm. say for me, it's God, mm. you know, but I know that everybody is different. And I know that everybody is, you know, has their own thoughts and, and, and opinions about that. But that's, in my opinion, that's what I, that's what I, that's what I uh, think about. I mean, I think that it's, that's a powerful, a, a powerful, um, powerful energy to tap into. You know, we have the internet that's on the, that's on computers, mm-hmm. but, I always like to refer to the universe as the outer net, mm. you know, the outer, the outer net. And we're plugged in all the time to it. But if you don't calm your spirit and calm your mind, you don't even realize that you can't receive the information that the outer net can give you. Mm. The outer net to me is, is, is God. So, so that's, that's my third. Cool. My man, Jimmy. Yo, thank you. Yo, thank you, Sharita. This was dope. Ah, this was dope. My name is Jimmy Jenkins Jr. You are listening to the Everybody Eats Podcast.